Welcome to the Sports Steady Podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking some NFL, Deshaun Watson, and NBA offseason. Uh, a couple of trades going down, a couple of moves. So we're going to, this podcast is going to be focused mostly on NFL and NBA. And we're going to start with the NFL. It's going to be a short podcast, so you guys know. I'm going to keep it about 10, 15 minutes tops. Let's see if I can do it. So, is Sean Watson expecting to get suspended for how long? We'll find out soon. Now, all the, we know Watson settled with about 20 of the victims that accused him in this defamation case. And the NFL wants to suspend Deshaun Watson indefinite. But the CBA is pushing back. Now, we'll see what happens. Now, there's a third party, like an arbitrator, who's going to decide the suspension. So the NFL is going to recommend theirs. And obviously, there's going to be a case and argument for less from the other side. And then the uh, arbitrator, which is a judge, will get to decide the final fate for Deshaun Watson. Now. Some people around the league are saying it's going to be somewhere around six, maybe eight or ten games. I think this guy should be suspended for the whole year. Uh, but there's now talk that the NFL is not confident that they can get the whole year or at least a year. So. Deshaun Watson, he put a black eye on the NFL. Now, he's not the first guy to do it. It won't be the last to put a black eye on the NFL. And I think Watson's problem was he didn't solve this quick enough. He And too many women came out. The bottom line is this Watson guy is a pretty weird dude. That we know that. Right? And I don't want to hear the comparisons between him and Robert Kraft and and all these other guys, the owners. Bottom line is, this guy's an NFL player. He signs a contract, and his contract, he has to follow certain codes of conduct that an NFL owner doesn't. That's just a fact. Roger Goodell can't fire an NFL owner. Because he has to deal with all the owners. There is no. uh, I mean Goodell works for the owners. So. You know. The owners are like the board. So. um, So it's really a different situation. Plus Robert Kraft didn't have hundreds of women. (laughs) Accusing him. Of sexual assault. I mean, Robert Kraft got caught getting a massage during a police 
sting operation. Whether he was getting a happy ending or not, who knows? But he was there. And um, that situation got handled quickly and immediately. There was no payoff. There was no, oh, um, he sexually assaulted women. Watson, on the other hand, his, his situation is a lot different. He's a serial assaulter, sexual assault. He's a serial sexual predator, we'll say. He is. When you got that many women, that's predator type stuff. And Deshaun Watson's a predator. Yes, I am willing to say that right here on the podcast. He's a predator. A serial predator at that. So we'll see what happens with Watson. He should get a year, but he probably won't. He'll probably get eight, maybe six games if he appeals it. Probably get lower, and um, and that's that. So, what do you think? Do you think Deshaun Watson should be suspended for a year, or not, or less? Let us know in the comments. On you can hit us up on Sports Steady Podcast, Sports Steady PC on Twitter, Sports Steady. On Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at Sports Steady. Let us know. What do you think? And YouTube at Sports Steady as well. So that's that. Now, we got that out the way. We know what's going to go on with that. We're going to wait for the Watts and stuff. We still got off-season moves with the NFL. We'll see what happens later. But right now, I want to transition to the national. The national. <laughs> <laughs> the National Basketball Association. There was a, I believe there was a trade that happened today, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, the NFL. I'm going through the trending list here. Trending stories right now on Twitter is Mitchell Robinson, Deshaun Watson, and Tana Hulk, Cam Reddish, Marcus Smart. So, uh, let's see what we got. So, since we're talking NBA, let's go to... There was a trade that happened today, if I'm not mistaken, with uh, the San Antonio Spurs traded Devontae Murray to the Atlanta Hawks for Danilo Gallinari and multiple first-round picks. That's the deal. And uh, Devontae Murray just put out a Instagram post, I mean, excuse me, a Twitter post saying, San Antonio, I love you forever. Thank you, Spurs and the whole city for believing in me and embracing me from day one. I want to write a whole book, but it's not easy. We are family and it's always going to be bigger than basketball. That was from Devontae Murray. 
who got traded. So we're going to see Murray and Trey Young. Now, Trey Young put out a tweet saying, This bleep just got real. Let's get busy, my brother. And he shows a picture of him and Devontae Murray. Now, there was a bunch of teams is involved with uh, Devontae Murray that wanted Devontae Murray, including the Knicks. But they didn't have the draft capital. To do the deal. So. The new backcourt in the Eastern Conference. Murray and Young. How does that backcourt fit in the NBA? Where does it stack up? Amongst the backcourts in the East. Does this make the Hawks a top four team? How good is Devontae Murray and what will he bring to the Atlanta Hawks? Is the question. And with that question, we would like to know. Because some people are criticizing the move. They don't some basketball fans out there don't like the move. I'm not sure what I think about it. I what I do think is that the San Antonio Spurs um the San Antonio Spurs took an asset that was they got remember Devontae Murray was a he was the 29th overall pick back in 2016 so he was basically a, a bottom first round like almost second to last pick in the first round in 2016 and great Popovich took that asset now my, this guy played he's been in the league he's played what five years he's been in league six but he was hurt for one he's only 25 years old but Greg Popovich took a 25 year old who had a career year last season at 21, 8, and 9 on 46% shooting, 32 from 3, and 79 from the free throw. And a win share of 7.3. Right? So not a lot of wins. But he took this guy. Oh, we can't forget that. Yes, he led the league in steals. Which to me doesn't mean shit in this era. Because the way they guys turn the ball over like it's no tomorrow. Leading the league in steals at two per game. When guys used to lead the league in steals at three. Three and a half. That used to be the league league. Now, two steals a game leads the NBA. That tells you everything you need to know about the defensive. Non-existing defensive error in the NBA. So, he had his first season of averaging 20 points a game. Now, the upside for Murray is very appealing as a 25-year-old who has not played 70 games a season since he had a torn right interiority ligament. 
So, will he remain healthy enough? He he played. He was healthy enough to play three seasons. He made one All Star appearance, which was this year. So the projection is the question is going to be: Did he already hit his ceiling? Now, maybe San Antonio believed that. Maybe San Antonio's like, look, he had a great year. He's 25 years old. He had a hell of a year. But, but, right? We didn't do anything, right? So, he had a great year. And it's not like the Spurs can go out and get free agents. Guys are not coming to San Antonio. <laughs> Great year, but it was only 34 wins. The last three years with Murray leading the way. Now, he didn't lead the way two years ago, but with Murray on the roster, 34 wins, 33 wins, and 32 wins. So, with DeRozan left to go to Chicago, the Spurs still won one more game. Uh, but they lost. They had a 41 percentage, which is their worst percentage winning percentage since. Uh, shit. Since 1988. Right? No, excuse me. 1996-97. When they had the terrible year and they got Tim Duncan. So is Greg Popovich trying to pull off another situation like a Tim Duncan? Right? This was the last time the Spurs had a a, a worse winning percentage than this season. Was back in 1996. Every other year they've been. They were over 500. Except for the last three years. But they still was. um, 45. 45. And this season. 41. So. Greg Popovich. Decided. That it was time to move on. From Murray. And flip it. And get assets. No playoffs the last three years, which was the longest streak under Popovich. He's never had a streak that long. He's usually in the playoffs every year, except for the first year he took over, which was 1996. Um, The Spurs have never in the history of their franchise missed the playoffs three straight times. Never happened. They never missed it two straight times. So this is the longest stretch of missing the playoffs. Now you got teams who haven't made the playoffs in in, in over a decade. And the Spurs since 1967 back in their ABA days when they was the Dallas Chaps they have Never missed the playoffs more than two straight seasons until 
the last three years. So Popovich knows it's time to retool and rebuild. And that's what he's going to do. Now, he took a late first round pick and turned it into three future first round picks for a guy who is 25 years old, a one-time All-Star, basically had a career year, and is probably due for a large payday. But Spurs are like, "Uh uh-uh. And we know he's due for a large payday because he made an all-defense team in 17-18, which automatically uh, qualifies him for the super max and the Spurs are not going to pay the super max. Okay. They already, they were not going to do that. Not for a guy that can't even lead the team to the playoffs. So this is a very, very um, smart move by San Antonio. I know, I know a lot of people out there are going to say, Hey, you know, this is not a great move for the Spurs. This, what are they doing? They're giving away a great asset. I think this is a smart move for San Antonio. Especially if you're not, if you don't really think this guy can lead you to the playoffs. I mean, 30 wins, 34 wins, just ain't going to cut it. And you're not going to pay him super max. Think about it. This, this is a team that had Tony Parker. Tim Duncan, Manuel Ginobili, Dave Robinson, all these greats in the future. Devontae Murray not getting the Supermax. So, what does this mean for the Atlanta Hawks? The Hawks are desperate to get back. They need to make a big splash after disappointing last season, which I told people that the Hawks was a bit overrated. Going into this year because everyone thought, oh, the Hawks, they were right there. They almost did it. And I said, remember they went to the conference finals. And people thought that they was going to do something the following season. I said, slow down there. Not so fast. They lost in the first round. They had a better year. But usually teams that overachieve get too cocky, right? And then they got rid of a few pieces. They tried to change things around. Just didn't work out in their favor. So they make a move and they sure up their backcourt. And they still got John Collins on the roster, if I'm not mistaken. I know there was the talks about John Collins. And they also needed a guy who can pick up the pace, right? A defensive guy and plus another ball handler because the the, uh, Hawks were a terrible team in pace last season. They've been terrible in pace for the last two years. A negative in pace. Uh, The offensive rating has not been great. Um, The relative offensive rating compared to the rest of the league 
defensively they struggle, so they needed a guy like Murray to help them out. And I think this move does. Now, where do, where does this put the Hawks in the East? If depending on what happens with the rest of the um, with the rest of the moves, we'll see what happens. They still got uh. They still got Collins. So we'll see what happens. They still got shooters. The shooters are still there. So we'll see what happens with that. We will definitely see what happens. And um, this was definitely a needed. Like offensive rating. The Hawks were number two in the NBA in advanced stats, but I don't think they really felt like they were great, you know, like all year. They really, simple rating was they was in the middle of the league, strength of schedule, 16th, margin of victory, they were 14th in the NBA and that, offensive categories, you're talking about turnover, their first in turnovers. So they, they take care of the ball already. So this is going to help them out. But I think this was basically a defensive move. As the Hawks were 25th in opponent turnover percentage. They don't force a lot of turnovers. They also gave up 54% shooting to their opponents. Which was 24th in, in the NBA. They were just a bad defensive team. The guards can't defend. They were 16th in NBA rebounding, so they get a guard who can rebound. They get a guard who can play defense. This is a good move for the Hawks. I think both teams, this move helps both teams. Immediate future, uh, the, it helps the Hawks. And then the uh, down the line, it helps San Antonio. So, and I, I expect Murray's assist to go up next season, potentially. I mean, they got a bunch of guys that were scoring double figures last season. And a lot of guys missed games. Uh, so, they got guys who don't play a lot of games. They click, uh, Clint Capella played 74 games last year. Was with the most Trey Young 76, but everyone else played 54, 53. So they got guys who miss games. And Murray's another guy who potentially could miss games. But this, this could be a good move. It'd be a good move for the Hawks. I think the giving up three first round picks is a lot. But I think when there were too many teams involved, Hawks want to pull a trigger, they needed something. And they can't finish ninth in the East again. I think they th this move probably puts them in the top five in the East, top four, potentially, depending on what they do next. So that's my opinion. What do you think on the Devontae Murray, uh, Devontae Murray trade to the Hawks? I think it was a good move. Who won the trade? Who will win the trade? I don't like to really judge trades immediately. I know I just judged it basically but I I still would like to wait a year or two to see what happens with those first round picks and what the Spurs do to improve the roster but I think the big key here was that Murray 
um, being eligible for that Supermax played a part in the Spurs saying, you know what, <laughs> we're going to have to let you go, buddy. We ain't going to pay you Supermax at any given time, ever. And I think that's a good move. So, that's the NBA. That was one of the big trades in the association. And um, we're on YouTube.com slash SportsStudyPC. Also, you can find a Sports Study Podcast. Excuse me. You can also find us on, find the rest of the Sports Study family at HoopSteady on YouTube and Gridiron Steady as the NFL offseason training camps get close to preseason. Gridiron Steady will have football. If you want to do, if you're a football person and you want to run a football podcast or football show, whether it be on YouTube, you could send Sports Steady email at sportsteady at protonmail.com. We're looking for football people for, don't have to be NFL, it could be college, it could be USFL, it could be XFL, whatever football, college football. We want to get the Gridiron Steady channel up and running big time. Because right now it's looking a little, you know, it's looking a little uh, skinny over there. <laughs> it's looking a little skinny over there, only a couple hundred followers. So, and Hoop Steady, same thing. You, you want to talk hoops? You want to do a hoops video, hoops show? Got the Hoop Steady channel up on YouTube. NBA, college basketball, high school basketball, even WNBA. I don't know. Nobody cares about that, but we're open to it, you know? So, send an email, sportssteady at protonmail.com, and somebody from the higher ups will reach out to you to set up what you want to do. Remember, Sports Steady Podcast, the Sports Steady brand is a sports brand run by sports fans. All right. Peace out, everyone. Have a good weekend. Happy 4th of July. All the other good stuff. And we'll be back next week. Peace.